behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Yes, indeed. Welcome into another exciting episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, everyone. My name is Jason Stormer, one of the cabbies on duty tonight. Joining with the usual cabbies on duty, we got AJ Fredrickson and Artis Woods here to talk another busy week of Minnesota sports. Our uh, football team may or may not be one in four. We'll get into that in a second. And also, uh, baseball fans, your Minnesota Twins, knee deep in a playoff series with the Houston Astros. Actually, we're all watching this game live as we speak as we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Uh, gentlemen, lots to get into again this week. Uh, unfortunately, not the best news regarding the Minnesota Vikings, but I'm still trying to keep things positive. How you feeling today? Feeling pretty good, man. Uh, this lovely uh, Wednesday watching this playoff game again. You know, I'm not going to say the sport is new to me, but I am a baseball casual watching this as we go here, and I am thoroughly entertained by what I'm seeing, hoping that the Twins can pull this out. But other than that, man, feeling good here at work. The Vikings are being the Vikings, I guess. I don't even know. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that's just life. How you doing, AJ? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, we got wild season starting tomorrow, a.k.a. if you're listening to this on Thursday later on today, playoff baseball is in full swing. And for the first time in a while, you can say the Twins are still playing on October 11th. So that's pretty sweet. Um, hopefully it transcends this night and they go a little longer as well. Um, no, things are good. I, I will say not thrilled about the weather only because of how quickly the transition from summer to like cold, like flat out cold is usually there's like a good two ish weeks where you can do a sweatshirt on top shorts on the bottom. No, we did straight from t-shirt shorts to long pants and a sweatshirt. So I'm not a huge fan of that, but uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll, 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 we'll push through. We'll move along and we're all set, but let's uh, you know, let's get into the great sports talk. Yes, let's get into it right away. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your Minnesota Vikings. Unfortunately, weren't able to get it done against the Kansas City Chiefs, even though I did pick them to win the game. I blame Taylor Swift for not showing up to U.S. Bank Stadium, honestly, guys. I think that's the entire reason why the Vikings weren't able to get it done today or a couple days ago. But, yeah, let's get into this game. Um, look, you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's already a monumental task as is. But, guys, there were some major glaring issues with the Minnesota Vikings in this game. I mean, obviously, there have been glaring issues all season. But, again, this just for some reason, for me, this game kind of epitomized all the issues with the Vikings. You fumbled the ball right away again. I just, I don't know what to say about that anymore. And it's not like Patrick Mahomes had an amazing day, but man, the throws that he was making, the plays that he was making, it's just crazy to see. I mean, I know that Jug got to go to the game in person and he described it like watching Wayne Gretzky in his prime, just seeing one of the alphas of his sport. Uh, yeah, guys, another disappointing loss for the Minnesota Vikings. They find themselves one and four. They got the Chicago Bears next week. But what were your takeaways? Just quick takeaways after another uh, devastating defeat and also maybe some injury issues that the Vikings got to deal with, too. Stop turning the ball over. I'm no. so sick. I'm so sick of this. We didn't they didn't even give me a chance to, like, sit down on the couch and, like, relax first. It was, it was, I was still like getting uh, like a beverage out of the fridge. And then, oh, Josh Oliver is usually a blocky time. And you're, oh, he fumbled the ball. Oh my God. The script continues. 
ugh, just it just I I can't I can't handle it. It's really it's really annoying. I don't know. Like at this point, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything, but what do they do? Right. <laughs> like I'm like it's been five weeks now and they're still just fumbling the ball and turning the ball over. They didn't have, to my knowledge, if I'm if my memory serves me correctly, they didn't have a red zone turnover, which is is progress, I guess. But you know, <laughs> they still lost the game. Um it's just, I don't know. It's frustrating. And for, I know there's probably some people sitting out there that are still, uh, hurt is not the word, but upset, frustrated by the officiating late. <sighs> yeah. But that's just what happens. You know, a guy takes his helmet off and the ref says, put it back on. Should he have been flagged for field? Po- and then like the field positioning on the turnover? Yeah, probably. But you know, then you can't rely on that to be the re- like you have to be better than the Chiefs. And frankly, they had multiple chances to be better than the Chiefs. They were tied at a half. And then you had Travis Kelsey, who was playing on half an ankle uh, coming out. He, he, he scored a touchdown later on. So I know that they probably got them all souped up with, you know, proper medical wrapping and horse tranquilizers and beaver stuff and blah, blah, blah. It, it, it you should be able to take advantage of that. You know, you you did fluster Patrick Mahomes at times. There was a, some a couple of very good plays, but at the same time, for the good plays, there was an equal, if not more, amount of just lackadaisical plays where receivers were left wide open, or um, uh, they, they go to blitz, and, or they read the play wrong, and Travis Kelsey is left wide open, five yards less than five yards from the goal line. So, you know, maybe, maybe we just clean up some, uh, clean up some stuff. And it's, Tony Romo's like, look, he moved the defense with his eyes. Like he was staring at Travis the entire time. What are you yeah. talking about? There's no, there's no defender near him within 10 feet either. So it's just like, if you miss him, I mean, come on, even Zach Wilson could hit that. I don't know why I just took a shot at Zach Wilson. That was uncalled for. He's doing okay with the Jets. They got a better who, record than us. Who, I don't know who, it, who is the, who is the announcer? They're the analyst that was trying to go at whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. But, uh, it's it's frustrating. Um, yeah. It, it, I'm not gonna say that the season is over quite yet, but it sure does feel like it, doesn't it? You know, at this point, you're 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 not gonna be able to get back to 500 till essentially middle of the season, if not later, later now. Mm-hmm. So and and with that, you still have a couple pretty tough teams to do that, even if you wanted to get back to 500. So I, it's, (laughs) we're in a limbo. We're in a limbo. And this is my last thought before one of you guys else can please take over this conversation, but we're in a limbo because they're too good. And maybe not now we don't know what this team looks like without Justin Jefferson in the lineup, but they're the on paper still too good to just be a bottom barrel team, but they're not bad enough or they're not good enough to like we from what we've seen win some of these closer games. I want to say oh and four in yeah. in one score games now. So the the tide is completely shift from last season. Um but yeah, I know I, Justin Jefferson, he'll he'll be out for the next four weeks yeah. on IR, nursing that hamstring injury. I saw a report that uh Jordan Addison sat out practice today due to an injury that he was kind of laboring doesn't sound anything super serious but just something to keep an eye on i'm i don't know i i like kj osborne as a player like i i think everybody knows he's not going to be like a superstar wide receiver but the guy 
the you the guy's got more heart than a lot of guys in the league, and he will you know bleed purple if needed. I just don't know how well this team can do if a KJ Osborne wide receiver one situation is what is needed. TJ Hawkinson is going to step going to have to step up and play like you know the highest paid tight end. Anyways, your yeah. thoughts, Jason? And um, well, looking at that injury report right now, um, as of this Wednesday's injury report, we had Jordan Addison gone to limited practice, Lewis Cena full practice, and Marcus Davenport and Caleb Evans also got uh, limited practices as well. I mean, that's that's going to have to be the thing no matter what. We're going to need a wide receiver to step up with Justin Jefferson being out for at least four weeks. And considering J.J., uh, yeah, I mean, these hamstrings take a while anyway, as is. And considering he doesn't have a contract extension secured as well, I am guessing Justin Jefferson, rightfully so, is going to uh, milk this. I mean, I just want him to be uh, just to be healthy no matter what. And so I want the Minnesota Vikings to really just – hone in on just encouraging Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne during this time. And even propping up, I know we shouldn't have to do this, but I feel like now we kind of have to prop up TJ Hawkinson a little bit because I, I don't know about you. And yeah, some of these throws were a little wild or a little high for him against the Kansas State Chiefs, but it seemed like a lot of balls went off the fingertips or the hands for TJ Hawkinson. And, you know, I'm sure he was maybe thinking, all right, I'm going up against Travis Kelsey. I'm going to want to have a good game. And maybe that was maybe some psychological hurdle he was dealing with, but it just seemed really noticeable in this game. I mean, the drops were prevalent for the Vikings throughout the entire game. Even Justin Jefferson had a really bad drop. Um, and so it just seemed like it, it compiled a little bit. And when you're playing the Kansas City, Chiefs you, you just can't afford to do these kinds of things I mean you can't afford to turn the ball over in the very first play of the game either that's not going to help you but so yeah I just man it's I mean of course Minnesota Vikings fans with the news of Justin Jefferson have obviously maybe changed their pivot about what they're expecting for this season uh, I mean, it was another competitive game. Again, like you said, AJ, we have completely just flipped the script on what last season was. 11-0 and in one-score games, 0-4 so far this season. It's just the complete opposite of last year. And it's it's frustrating, but, and we'll see what Artis has to think about all this too. Maybe, just maybe, there is a silver lining here. Maybe with Justin Jefferson being out for an extended period of time and the fact that you now are 1-4, Maybe this gives the front office and the coaching staff a little bit more clarity about, okay, what for sure direction are we going to take going into next season? Because even though Kirk didn't have a contract signed or anything, I think there was still maybe a shot of him and maybe still is maybe a shot of him coming back next season. But I mean, if they go lose in Soldier Field, which is not uh, not unheard of, the Vikings have a very hard time playing in Soldier Field, and we'll get to our predictions in a little bit here. Then you're one in five, and at that point, the fire sale has to begin. It, Phil has said this multiple times. If the Vikings get to that point, it would be franchise malpractice to not try to get something back for the expiring contracts, you know, the Neil Hunters and the Kirk Cousins. Um it's it, it, but still, I mean, guys, I picked the Vikings to win this game. That was kind of like my Hail Mary, my Drew Pearson throw. You know what I mean? Because if we beat the Chiefs, the season's back on. Sure, you're two and three, you're below 500, but you beat the reigning Super Bowl champs and you feel a lot of momentum. So I was just trying to will that victory for my Minnesota Vikings. But now that we're on the other side of it, like AJ said, I'm not willing exactly to say that the season is over, but my goodness, whoa, like only like five or six teams 
in like the last 40 or 50 years have been able to make the playoffs after starting one and four, the odds are not in your favor. So maybe, just maybe, there's some clarity here for the Minnesota Vikings as a result of a pretty nasty situation. Um, season is over. Uh, <laughs> it's over, bro. Uh, in, in my in my humble opinion, I, I think it's over. Um, I think you do win a couple of these games, but Justin Jefferson is now out of the lineup, and it's gonna make things tough. If you're struggling to win games right now with Justin Jefferson in the lineup, you're really gonna struggle with him not in the lineup. I'm glad you brought up T.J. Hawkinson, Jason, because I was gonna that was gonna be one of my first points. He really wanted that money this offseason. And he, he did it. not want to step on the field and practice during training camp and all this because of the ear infection and everything else that was going on. A lot of different issues there. And then as soon as he got paid, he was ready. And I'm seeing a lot of drop passes. Now, I gave him a pass in the game. Forget which game it was recently where, you know, the ball was thrown. I think it was the Chargers game, if I'm not mistaken, where, you know, the ball was thrown in the, in the, at him in the end zone. It was a tight window kind of pass. Ball bounced off the thing. Okay, that yeah. kind of happens. But it's happening a bit too much for a guy that's paid like he's the best tight end in the league, especially in comparison to a guy in Travis Kelsey, who, again, like you said, AJ, played on the bad foot and still went out there and made plays. And so um, that was hard to watch. That's hard to watch. Like He's got to reel some of these in. Like he's paid now to reel those reel those passes in. He's paid to make Kirk Cousins look, you know, look good. And he he has not facilitated in making Kirk Cousins look good. Justin Jefferson. He's a guy who managed to not deal with the injury bug so far throughout his entire career. It sucks that he's going through this right now. I think it's crazy that he's, that he's going through it right now in a contract year or two. That makes the situation even worse, even more sticky. If I'm him personally, I'm not rushing back because what is the point? What is the point? Especially if you see, you know, the Chicago Bears, even though they're the, they're the Bears, like you said, the Vikings have struggled to win games at Soldier Field. That's number one. Number two, the last two weeks, the, the Bears have looked decent, offensively yeah. at least. They've, they've been in games. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Field has looked good, so there's there's not a gimme game there. And then after that, you got the 49ers coming up on the schedule. So no. who's to say they won't drop the next two games? Green Bay hasn't looked good recently, but who knows? This defense is not wowing. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, honestly, it's, it's frustrating to watch the turnovers, first play of the game. AJ brought it up earlier, so you can't even sit down and make yourself a drink or get some popcorn or anything before a turnover happens. I'm done saying that this isn't who they are. I'm starting to believe this is really who they are this season. They were very fortunate to not have to deal with that as much last season, but now it looks like this is who they are. Who they are, And I will say this because I want to get it off my chest, and I'm going to do it here. The Chiefs get a lot of calls, yo. They get a lot of calls. No, they you calling oh, me the Chiefs. Oh no. my gosh! Keep your they, guys. Oh, Keep your man, I'm, I mean, Mike. They get a lot of calls and a lot of no calls, and it is very hard to watch. I mean, the Chiefs—they're great. One could say they earn these superstar calls and no calls that they that they get. But I mean, we could take it back to the AFC Championship game. We could take it to the Super Bowl. We could take it to Week One this past year where they were holding. Uh, Hutchinson literally the entire game. They probably only called holding once. You could take it to the Jets game. You could take it to the end of this game. It was a pass interference. The guy did take off his helmet. How do you how... – frustrating, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is frustrating to watch. So if I'm the Vikings, honestly, at this point, you don't want to pack it in. But at the same time, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, 
I'm packing it in because it's not happening at this point. It's not happening. It's just, it's just not happening. Um, you might can still find a way to win the division, but even that's going to be difficult at this point. Even if you slide into the playoffs, who knows who you're going to see in the first round? Who knows if you'll have home field advantage? Like, I just, I don't like how it's looking. Um, and I really think, and I brought this up last week, and I'm going to repeat it again. It is time to trade Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. It's time, bro. If there was ever a time within these next two weeks while the Jets are still remotely competitive and would be interested, because if they drop in the next couple games, they probably won't be interested anymore because there's no point. But if they stay competitive within these next two weeks, it's time to pull the plug, make a trade, think about the future. Obviously, talk to J.J. first, but I think J.J. is a smart enough ball player to know at this point it's not going to happen with the presently constructed team. We got to look towards the future. I would say that now give, given the situation now like a couple weeks ago maybe not but given the situation now he's out for a month minimum right he doesn't have a contract extension as of this moment either what's what's rushing him to get back on the field yep. you know yep. he's not a guy that you want to play like for a guy that needs to be pretty much 100% with his legs that's like that's his separation that's that's besides the hands it's about as good as it can get it, it, it's it, his agent is probably going to be in his ear saying, Hey man, what do we, we'll, we'll take another week. You know, if he I, doesn't, I will, if he, if his agent doesn't get in his ear, I will do that. JJ, take your time. Seriously. Yeah. I will. He's, not a he strikes train. me. He strikes me as a guy that's like, he's got that competitive nature about him. So the second sure. he gets the green light, he's going to want to be back on the field trying to put up numbers. Cause that's just who he is. He's sure. a competitor, but the Vikings probably are going to look at this in the long run you you know you're going to extend him. I like it. It would be shocking to me if there's even a, like a, a report that comes out that's like, well, you know, maybe they're thinking about not. No, no you have to. You have to. Kirk Cousins. I I'll help him pack if it means that you're going to. You know, we'll call the movers. Like that's just what it is. Um, I think the conversation would be a little more open to moving out from Kirk because then. You know, you're already off to a bad start. You now you're missing a hunt, another whole month. That's another four games at least. You know, it's just I don't want to say you have to just kind of throw the year away for him, but in the mindset of things like the future, you have to look at the future of it. And I think you could make that pitch a le- little easier now than maybe a week or two ago. My fear at this point uh because this is kind of similar with what happened in 2020 with the Minnesota Vikings. They started one in five going into their bye week. Um, after that, I mean, it, it got a little impressive. They rattled off um, five out of six wins, but ultimately they ended up missing the playoffs with, I believe, a seven and nine record. Um, different team. I understand that different head coach, obviously you had Mike Zimmer back then, and he's a prideful guy. He doesn't want to lose in any situation. So he's always going to push his football team, but ultimately it, it really didn't, end up being much of a season for the Vikings and it didn't really set them up that well for the future. We have a very proud ownership group with the Wilfs here in Minnesota, and they've done so much good for this Vikings team, Uh, built a great facility, built a great stadium, all that good stuff. But they live by the philosophy of the team they rooted for growing up as kids, the New York football giants, a team that also maybe not so much more recently, but also had a decent job for many, many years of just being a consistent team, never bottoming out. And that was the goal for the Wilfs with the Vikings. 
Um, I'm guessing it would take a pretty significantly, uh, a pretty significant conversation on behalf of Quasi Dofamensa, Kevin O'Connell, to go to the Wolves and say, "Hey, things aren't really looking good on this season. Here's the circumstances in which we're dealing with. Um, do we maybe?" have your blessing to maybe adjust about how we're going to approach the rest of this season. You know what I mean? And I mean like, okay, maybe we just don't uh, rush JJ back. Maybe some other guys back um, get some more uh, uh, limited practices in with some guys. I'm not really sure, but I don't know really if that's a conversation that the Wilfs are willing to hear. I think they always want to compete, but I mean, if the Vikings and look, I mean, even though they're one in four, they still got a pretty prolific offense. Obviously that takes a hit with Justin Jefferson. And so I think all of us would agree that we can still see the Vikings rattling off some wins this season because they're, they're not on the same level as the bears. I'm sorry. They're not on the same level as the Panthers or the Broncos. I think the Vikings, even though they all have similar records are just a step above those teams. Um, But like, I just don't know if, if really this team, has it in itself just based off the structure of the organization to actually, and I know that we don't want to use the word tank around here at score North. We made a big priority of not really mentioning that. It's just, uh, man, it's just the writing's on the wall so much guys, more so than probably any other season with Kirk cousins here as the quarterback. And I mean, yeah, you're not going to tell 53 guys on any given Sunday to not go out and compete. And the Vikings probably will win a couple of games as a result. But I just don't want them to reach for whatever minimal playoff success they thought they were going to have by making a run in 2020 that ultimately didn't end up being anything. I think there just needs to be more self-awareness in the situation that maybe previous Vikings regimes haven't had before. And, and I think that really, I mean, they're probably internally saying, all right, let's just get through the bears. Let's get through the bears or whatever. Um, but you know, if you have the foresight, then Hopefully, no matter what happens with the Bears, uh, you have strong decision making and a strong decision about what you're going to do. I just we've seen so many years, guys, the Vikings just finished with these 500 records, not getting in prime draft positioning somewhere between like 15 and 25. And it just it's left a lot of fans a little bit frustrated that it's just like, well, you know, if you ultimately like Artis said, if the goal is a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, your team has to be bad for a little bit. It, it just does. Unless, unless God forbid, you draft Patrick Mahomes and you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you have a perfect transition from Alex Smith to him. But that's just, that's very unlikely for the Minnesota Vikings. And so I just, I just hope that calmer heads and just smarter heads will ultimately prevail because if this ends up being a 2020 situation again, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work well for the Vikings. Yeah, I just don't think they have at this point much of a choice in all honesty. And I think that ultimately, even if they go and try to win some of these games, they're still going to drop a handful of games. Like you can say and we can say we all can agree that, OK, they're better than the Vikings or they're better than the Bears. They're better than the Panthers. They're better than these like bottom feeder teams. But the Vikings are liable to lose to these teams <laughs> like they that, that like it's kind of what they have shown us like they. They can easily lose to the, the Bears. They can easily lose to Green Bay. They can easily lose to the Falcons with the way that they play, turning the ball over and without having Justin Jefferson, not having the best, you know, uh, red zone efficiency, settling for field goals, defense not being able to get, you know, stops. Like, they're they're not as bad as they was last season, the defense that is, but it's still not great. And so I think even if you go out there and try to save the season, it's going to be tough. 
it's, it's at this point it's going to be tough and the lions are running away with the division like it's they're not just going to lay down and drop four straight games to anything twins just lost um they're not going to just lay down and just you know what i mean like lose a bunch of games in a row um and allow the vikings to come in and snatch up the division and so at the end of the day i i, I don't think you come off of a 13 win season and say this season starting you know one in four I'm going to try to compete to just barely get in the playoffs and barely do exactly what we did last year. There, there has to be a, a mindset of progression. There has to be a mindset of we want to move forward, not stay stagnant or move backwards. I understand still being competitive, still want to put butts in seats in seats, but what will put more butts in seats? What will ultimately get the Vikings more money, ownership, more money, more notoriety, that type of thing is actually competing and making playoff runs. And at this point, the only way to do that is to move forward. It's the only way to do it. And it's not by trying to go out here and, or I'd say it's not by going out here and winning a bunch of games and then losing in the first round and not having a high draft pick. So we're on the same page. I just think that is, it might take a lot, but I'm making, I'm calling the jets now. (laughs) I'm calling them now. Hey guys, what do we think about this? What are you guys willing to offer? This is what we're thinking. Let's make this happen. Quick, quick segment on the fly segment. Brand new segment to the show. Oh, Hashtag um, bad radio. Moment of silence for the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. I just uh, that off. A, a looking, yeah. looking strikeout for Max Kepler in the bo- uh, bottom of the ninth. Ends the season. In you a can't loss. take that pitch. That's such a close pitch. You can't take And don't throw your hands up, Kepler. They're like, calm down. Are you serious? He was like, oh, no, it was a bad call. Mm, no. Too close to take. All uh, right. Season's over from this. All so right. So to, to get this one really quick, hashtag bad radio, moment of silence. All right. Well, that was fun. That was bad yeah, radio was brought to you by nobody because we're not sponsored. Um <laughs> Bad YouTube as well for a viewing audience. <laughs> no, they can still see it. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys want to get to predictions for uh, for this weekend, this Sunday? Or, Absolutely. Oh, what? And and then and at, at, I think after predictions, Jason, I do want to hear your what is it eulogy? Uh, your oh. in memoriam for the yes. twins before Here we sign off. So yes. we'll do predictions, and then I want to hear your on the fly in memoriam. So and a lot of pressure, very <laughs> so, emotional time for us right now. But I will power through, and uh, I'll have. Let's have you start with your predictions, then, and then okay. while Artis and I talk, you can kind of brainstorm what you want to talk about. But uh, walk us through. What's your prediction for this Sunday? Oh boy, man, it's hard to be optimistic after just watching the Twins get knocked out of the playoffs, you know, and obviously the Vikings are dealing with a whole lot of issues. The injuries are starting to pile up. Justin Jefferson ain't going to be with us for a long time. Chicago is just a hard place to play for these Minnesota Vikings. There's just something about Soldier Field that just just gets in their heads or something like that. This is a noon kickoff, right? Noon kickoff? Yes. Okay, so, uh, you know, not maybe dealing with a primetime game there or anything. Um, the Bears, uh, look, they're dealing with some injury issues on offense as well. Obviously, Justin uh, Fields is awesome, but their, their running game right now is a little hobbled up. Khalil Herbert's going to be doubtful for this game. Roshan Johnson is questionable, and Cole Komet also is questionable at this point. So in terms of some of their main playmakers, they might be hobbled up a little bit too, so the Vikings defense could take advantage of that. And you know what? I actually was pretty encouraged by how the Vikings played uh, defensively against the Chiefs. Uh, it could have gone a lot worse, and um, they didn't blitz nearly as much as I thought they would. And it, it, it was a decent game. Daniil Hunter was good. Marcus Davenport was good. Um, 
Oh, man, I, I am I am really torn because I, I just told you guys that I want the Vikings to have some self-awareness that the season might not be there for them and don't do what you did in 2020. But I'm guessing this is going to be, oh, man, this is probably a motivated squad. They're going to want to go into Chicago and take care of business. Man, this is going to come down for the wire for me. I am so split 50-50 on this game. It's going to be like a last-second field goal. Um, the Vikings burned me last week. Dare I pick them again this week? They're favored by two and a half. I'm seriously, I'm trying to like calculate this in my head on the fly. I'm distracted by the twins too. It's very emotional. Still writing my eulogy. Got that to think about as well. Yeah, screw it. The Vikings win. Why not? Uh, let's go with a score of, I don't think it's going to be terribly high scoring. I don't know. I think that's going to be closer to like what the score was with the Panthers game. So I'm going to say that the Vikings win 23 to 23 to 19. No, 19 is a weird number. 23 to 17. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I think uh, Chicago is playing good football right now, um, especially on offense. Last week, we saw them literally just stomp out the commanders, who I still have just a little bit of respect for. Um, Justin Fields last two weeks been balling. DJ Moore last two weeks been balling. Um, they lost one of those games, but again, one last week, and I'm leaning that way. In all honesty, um, I ha- I I have to see the Vikings without JJ. Yeah, I gotta see it. You know I mean, I I gotta see it for a full game to see how this offense is going to look without him out there. Defensively. Again, it's better than it was last year, but it's not a defense that I think is going to necessarily stop Chicago the way they've looked the last two weeks. Now, if they looked, you know, if they can, if they're going into this game looking how they looked the first couple weeks of the season, is I think the Vikings have a good chance of running away with this potentially if they can do that. However, with them kind of being hot, um, I just kind of lean that way for the Chicago Bears to find a way to get the job done, especially seeing as though the Vikings don't have Justin Jefferson. Addison, I didn't bring him up. I do like what I saw out of him this past week. Um, yeah. Um, he, he did ball out. Um, didn't have 100 yards, but had a touchdown, I think, somewhere around 63, 64 yards. Um, I look to see more of him this week. Hawkinson, um, I look to see I look to see him catch passes this week. You know, even the, even the hard ones to catch because that's what he's supposed to do. But ultimately, I kind of see the, the, the Bears finding a way to get up early by, I'd say, 10 points and seal the deal. So I'd pick the Bears to win this game because I don't see a high-scoring game either. Never has seen, you know. I, I mean, I could see like twenty-three to twenty. Okay, Bears. Gnarly. Right. What about you, Age? It. They're going to Soldier Soldier Field, and they never play well there. That being said, they should be the better team still, even without Justin Jefferson. I mean, but. On the other side of things, Justin Fields is a mobile quarterback, and we know what this uh, this defense struggles against. So um, this is going to be another one of those, like, it, it's not going to be an enjoyable watch. That being said, <laughs> when is it ever? <laughs> you know, you're going you're gonna to sit down and hate life for, for about three hours. Uh, Jesus, sounds like the Cubs just got eliminated from the postseason. I... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna really shock the world here because artists just kind of picked them, but I'm gonna go Bears with a win, mm. 27-21, and I'm gonna parlay it slightly. Oh. This does not, this does not affect my. This is just a fun, a gentleman's parlay. 
but the Vikings will have a chance to win the game with a game-winning drive and will turn the ball over. Mm. Oh, why you got to do that, man? Come on. 37-21 Bears with some sort of turnover on the on the last drive of the game. Strip sack, something Ouch. like that. Yeah. Sack, Ouch. interception, fumble, you know, you name it, they got it. <laughs> man. I, I mean, I, again, if you lose to the Bears, though, let the fire sale begin. S- sell all of your assets. And if you can convince Kirk to waive that no trade clause to go to the Jets or whoever, uh, please, I, I don't know what that's going to take. I don't know if Kirk would want to do that either. I don't who, know if you'd want to do that. Uh, really quick, who do the who do the Panthers play this weekend? Miami. No. Oh, so they're not. Oh, there's yeah, no okay, shot they win. Because I was say, can you imagine Bears and Panthers win, and then all of a sudden the Vikings are like, hmm, maybe Caleb Caleb Williams is in the cards, possibly. Blah blah blah. But they're playing the Dolphins, so there's zero chance that the Panthers yeah, no, win this week. So, yeah. and honestly, don't the Bears have like the first two picks right now because of the they, trade with the Panthers? Yeah, yeah, that's why I brought them up. Oh man, what are they, what are they gonna do if Justin Fields actually does what he did last season and has a really strong second half? They're going to have a really, I mean, that's going to be a very interesting conversation that Ryan Poles and the McCaskies are going to have to have. Because, like, not not that Caleb Williams is awesome, but, like, how awesome is Justin Fields yet? We don't they're know. Gonna they're going to draft Caleb Williams. They're going to give him a passport to Canada and say, go go play for the Manitoba Moose Men, buddy. You're part, <laughs> of, you're part of the CFL now. The Winnipeg Blue <laughs> yes. Bombers. Well, if they could get Marvin Harrison Jr., too. Gee, I mean, that's exactly what I think they're going to do. Good Lord. With the first two picks, that's exactly what I think they're going to do. And it's the Bears. They'll find a way to ruin them. They'll find a way to ruin them. A lot of football left. Right. A lot of football left. All right. So I'm the only one who still had faith with the Vikings this week. (laughs) Don't know why. 23-17, my score. AJ had 27-21. Bears and then Artis had uh, 23-20 Chicago as well. We'll see if those uh, predictions hold up. Let you know next week on Taxi Squad. All right, cue the cue the taps, cue the, oh. the solemn, sad music. On at least, you know, just to <laughs> you know represent the ball club a little bit. Uh yeah, it is over for your 2023 Minnesota Twins. They fall in Game Four to the Houston Astros. Final score of three to two. Ryan Presley. Former twin got the save, striking out Max Kepler to end the game. It's over. But I think I will look back on this Minnesota Twins team pretty favorably in the, in the long run. Um, obviously, this division stank. It was yours to pretty much lose. Cleveland was bad. Detroit was bad. We don't have to talk about Chicago or Kansas City. It was a the easiest path I've ever had as a Twins fan to an AL Central title. That was delightful. Was able to go to the game where they clinched, and that was a whole lot of fun. It was a good experience. Um. But admittedly, going into the postseason, I didn't have a lot of expectations because the record wasn't so great. Um, offense was doing decent. A lot of young guys, Edward Julian, Matt Walner, obviously Royce Lewis. And the pitching was fantastic, too, as well. This is one of the better pitching staffs the Twins have had going into the playoffs. And that was encouraging. But still, we all know what the narrative was before that Blue Jays series. 18-game losing streak in the playoffs in more than 20 years since you had won a playoff series. In my humble opinion, those were two massive dominoes that this franchise, just from a reputation, just from a public image standpoint, needed to destroy as soon as possible. 
What were they able to do against Toronto? Get that first win. Got off the schneid. Fantastic. Got Jose Brios pulled early in game two. I don't know what uh, Schneider, the manager for Toronto, was doing it. That was very a la 2019 Rocco Baldelli. I don't know what he was thinking. And then you get the Houston Astros. You lose game one. Bailey Ober gives up that home run on the first pitch, and you already knew, okay, we're dealing with a different animal here. But that I got to admit, guys, that game two ALDS win, even more so than the Blue Jays games in the wildcard series. That was the one where I felt my heart racing the most. That was the one I was most excited for. I got to be at the station. I, I got to be at the station running the board for that game. We got to carry the Twins games on 1500 ESPN. First time, like I've gotten to run a game for either like the Twins, Timberwolves, Wilder, Vikings. So I thought that was really cool. So I was emotional because of that. But also, I just, you know, I didn't grow up with the wildcard series. Obviously, AJ, we didn't grow up with the wildcard series. So I don't think you and I have like as like the same level of maybe emotional attachment to it yet I mean it, need, it needs more seasons to kind of t- to develop but otherwise it just kind of seems like you know it, it just sounds it's a glorified wild card and so even though I was pumped and excited that we won those two games against the Blue Jays it really was that game two against the Astros that really felt like and I might get choked up talking about this I don't even care because the Twins are my favorite club it's a team I have invested most of my life season two season ticket holder, watching games, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, twins shirt, twins hat. And it was just so cool to finally have a singular moment after more than almost 20 years as a fan. And I know this is such a Minnesota, like, yeah, we just want a playoff game. High power standards, go to a World Series, have those standards. But again, this was just something that was hanging over this franchise for so long. And to just have it be done all like within a couple days, it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions for a lot of Twins fans just to experience things that so many of us really have never experienced. I was a Twins, I started being a Twins fan like 2005, 2006. So I really have no semblance whatsoever of what even winning one postseason game was like before coming into the season. It happens. I'm ultimately, of course, disappointed that we weren't able to beat the Houston Astros, but in maybe a classic defeatist Minnesota sports fan sense, I'm just glad that we were able to end the streaks. And this is an encouraging club, man. We got some young guys. Now they looked a little feeble at the plate in this series. Matt Walner needs a little bit of work. Uh, he took some pretty feeble swings, Alex Kirilov as well, but you know what? Younger players need to go through this kind of stuff and develop. And, uh, you know, they need to have this kind of experience in order for them to grow and ultimately have even more uh, potential playoff success later down the road. So it's disappointing, but again, there were just some just, franchise altering obstacles that this team had just been facing. They got rid of them. And I think that is ultimately what this season will be remembered for. And hopefully now we can take this young core uh, parlay, this pretty decent pitching staff. I'm not sure what the future holds for Sonny Gray. Hopefully he can come back. We'll see as an impending free agent. Be nice. If he could come back, even if he got shelled in game two, I would like him back there. There is encouragement now for the Minnesota twins after, you know, we, we loved what the Bomba squad did, but then it kind of dipped. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to build some momentum going into the AL Central next year. doesn't look like Cleveland's going to be much of anything. The White Sox just are an absolute mess. It's an absolute delight to watch as a Twins fan. And the Tigers got some money tied up in places that might uh, handcuff them, even though they got some young studs like Torkelson and stuff like that. So that essentially is my eulogy for the Minnesota Twins. It was fun. While it lasted, 
we got off the schneid in a couple ways and and that's good disappointing you lost but again there were just some things that you needed to do for your fans you just needed to have these things done for your fans this season and considering there was no pressure on this team going into the playoffs because they weren't you know one of the upper echelon record teams like tampa bay or baltimore i felt like all that pressure was off they could go they went into this postseason just a little bit more cool calm collected than other teams and they they finally paid. They finally rewarded us with something. At least me. They finally rewarded me with something after all these years. So uh, I was actually way more optimistic than I thought it was. Be I thought it was going to be more upset. That kept. I, I. I'm still upset that Kepler took that last pitch. That was absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, let um, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yes. Are you? Do you think that you're now set for another 18 years? No. Oh God, no. Oh God! Whoa! No! 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 Now that we have this playoff win, now I've become I greedy. On I want more because it shouldn't take this long to no, win one no, freaking baseball game. And so, yes, it's 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 fun that it's over, but at the same time, it's just like this streak shouldn't have been a thing to begin with. And now I just uh, now 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 I want bigger and better things, even if I knew that wasn't necessarily possible with this club in 2023. Let's see what 2024 has got in store. Artists, your final thoughts? Uh, listen, again, as a casual, I enjoyed what I saw out of the Twins. Um, again, they got that monkey off their back. It's crazy to hear a statistic like it's been over to anything over 10 years is absurd. Anything over over, I won't say five, but anything over, you know, 10 is crazy. So, you know, to get that monkey off their back to win not only a playoff game, but a playoff series I believe was impressive given their history. Again, that was there was a lot of pressure to, you know, again, get that monkey off their back. They did. Sounds like they have an extremely promising future. And so it's always going to be tough losing any playoff series, any playoff game. It's always going to be tough. But if there's a bright future there, if there's a promising future there, that's something for Twins fans to, to look forward to. So as a casual to the sport, I'm somebody who definitely will be watching a lot more next season to see what they do. And hopefully they can repeat this and go further. But again, twins fans, just like Vikings fans, just like Timberwolves fans should expect more, especially now you've shown us that you can do this. Now let's go further. Let's mm-hmm. advance to the next round. Let's get to a world series. Not saying mm-hmm. it all has to happen in one year, but let's see constant progression. Not, let's not go another 10, 15, 18, 20 years without another playoff win or playoff series win. I don't even think that's possible. <laughs> Honestly, it was like one in two billion that the Twins actually lost those 18 straight games in a row. Nuts. Um, what are your final thoughts, AJ? Um, I'm excited for the hockey season to start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm really tomorrow, looking baby. forward to that. You I'm so excited. Um, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm looking, but also I. it's a Maybe. That's right. that's my defense. It's a definitive maybe. I would like to be there. I've, I've attended the past couple of home openers. It's kind of become a like a self ritual tradition thing. But at the same time, you know, if I can't, I can't. Um, either way, I'm I'm excited. I don't necessarily have the highest hopes for the team this year, but I just I'm I'm excited that hockey's back. I've been watching essentially nonstop hockey since last night. I got to see Sidney Crosby <laughs> against Bedard to kick off the season. I had to watch that God awful Vegas Knights ba- banner raising ceremony. Uh, got, Hey Vegas, FYI, if you win another one, you might want to make sure the cup is straight on your banner. Mike, the, the cup, Actually, though? It, it's crooked. It's oh. crooked ever so slightly. The spacing is off and you can tell and it's going to bother me. And I don't even, <laughs> I'm not even a fan of them. <laughs> so, I wonder if they did that on 
it's uh i i don't i don't know it I, i'm sure after everybody pointed it out as well that they're probably going to change it and swap it out and be like oh i don't know what you're talking about but but yeah if you see a picture of it it's ever so slightly off center um but yeah you know krill krill should be good i'm excited to watch krill on a somewhat night, nightly basis now so should be fun at his point, what he really wanted to say was, "Go Twins!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you for season, Thank you. For let's go. They will make it further. But let's move on to hockey. Is what AJ was really trying to. Honestly, I'm a little say. excited for basketball as well. Yeah, yeah these uh, fun. Seeing Ant and the rest of the crew dominate down in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I don't, it's something about those Middle East, whether it's Crown Drill for WWE or Abu Dhabi games for for NBA. <laughs> just something about it makes everything look like rose-colored glasses. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to come back. They're going to dominate. I would be surprised if they go twenty and zero to start the season. Oh, easily. Yeah, forget about moving the franchise to Seattle. Put in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Please don't move it to Seattle. Please right. don't. No, give them uh, a no. Don't. That would be right. Jason. Take us home. Okay, I'll take. I'm actually looking at the cup banner right now. You're right. It is slightly it's ajar. Hot. It is slightly off. How do you? <laughs> I, I'm mad that you pointed I, this out because now I'm not. I'm going to be annoyed it's, by it's it. It's crooked. It is crooked. Just like your organization. I'm over here dying for a, for, a, a, for a playoff round win. And these guys win it their sixth year. And then they're like, you know, we just don't care. So we're going to make the cup a little cra- I don't know. A lot of people are drunk. <laughs> that's that's so crazy. crazy. We can't uh, even get out of the first round. And these guys don't even take their banner seriously. So <laughs> just insane stuff. All right. We wish we had a banner. Anyway, all right, that'll do it for another lovely episode of the Score North Taxi Squad. Another just busy week with Minnesota sports. Twins are wrapping up, so that's unfortunate. Won't be talking about too much of them anymore. But obviously, Vikings football all season long, one and four, four and one. It don't matter. Taxi Squad is here for you no matter what. And like we mentioned, hockey season starts literally like within 24 hours for the Minnesota Wild. We got the Timberwolves as well. Uh, gentlemen, thank you again for joining me today. Tonight. It's always a pleasure. We got Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson. Uh, the Score North Taxi Squad, I forgot to mention this in the open. You can find us on scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, and of course, yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a visual aid kind of person, AJ. Yes, I like to I'm do just following along with you. I did so many options. I don't know where to listen. I'm glad, I, I'm, glad I com- I'm glad I'm teaching you to finally count. Uh, anyway, uh, Artist Woods, <laughs> AJ Fredrickson. You can also check us out on the Score North YouTube channel if you don't mind as well. Jason Stormer here signing off. We'll take, uh, catch you on the next time uh, with Score North Taxi Squad. Take care. Bye-bye. One, two, three. <laughs>